The call to ministry is a call to prepare. The problem is that the options for theological training have often been inaccessible, overly expensive, or done in isolation. We believe we have an answer. Ohio Theological Institute exists to transform Northeast Ohio theological training for ministers and church leaders. OTI's unique programs are designed to equip you for your lay or vocational ministry. At OTI, you can pursue a certificate, undergraduate, or accredited master's degree without sacrificing your local ministry. With courses from hermeneutics to biblical languages, OTI can give you the tools you need to grow in your knowledge of God and His Word, as well as the practical skills to help you serve the local church as well. If you are serving in ministry in Northeast Ohio, OTI is here to serve you. You can apply today at ohiotheological.org or email us at info at ohiotheological.org. Full and partial scholarships are available. Ohio Theological Institute for Christ, His Church, and His Mission. What's up, ladies? Welcome to the Urban Christian Woman Podcast, where we seek to restore women with God's truth for everyday life. I'm Toshiba Oliver. And I'm Leah Ross. What is discipleship? Have you ever wondered how to do holistic discipleship? Why does discipleship matter in our culture? In this series, Discipleship You 101, we will hear from urban women Bible teachers doing real life discipleship in the urban context and are ready to bring us on in with truth and practical knowledge. Grab your tea, your coffee, and some paper because this series is going to bless your whole life. Welcome Welcome to to the the Urban Christian Christian Woman. What's up, ladies? Welcome back to the Urban Christian Woman podcast. We are in the Discipleship You, Mm -hmm. Discipleship 101 series. Discipleship Urban 101. Yes. Yes. And today we have the privilege Mm -hmm. of having Melody Fabian as our our guest. Yes. And um, here this today on this podcast, we're going to be talking about discipleship in the home. Discipleship in the home. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Both of our lives have definitely been been impacted, I think, in that way. And so we know that in order for discipleship to be multiplied, it has to start in our homes and then it just continues yes, to move forward. Absolutely. So Melody, we are so excited to We're have so you. excited to have you. Y'all, if you don't know about <laughs> Melody, I'm gonna just tell you about her. Tell her, tell us. She yeah. is a lover of Jesus, wife to CD and mother to Jael, Maria and Eliana. Melody resides in Chicago with her family. She enjoys co-leading a house church with her husband, speaking at weekend to remember marriage conferences And Melody travels all over the place speaking and teaching about faith, love, sex, relationships, and marriage. She's known for her humorous style, which I can attest to after being just on, (laughs) we've been chatting for like 10 minutes and I'm already like, girl has me rolling. Rolling. It's going to be good. mm -hmm, She is passionate about connecting women to God and connecting them Mm -hmm. to each other. Melody, Mm -hmm. welcome. Welcome. I'm so glad to have you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Yes. It's so good to have you and we are super excited about this conversation and we know that it's going to be a blessing to the body. So Mm -hmm. we're going to jump straight in and tell us about um, just what discipleship is to you and when you first encountered discipleship in your life. Awesome. Well, I, um, discipleship to me pretty much is Matthew 28, you know, when he says to go therefore and make disciples of all nations teaching them to obey Mm -hmm. all that I have commanded you, which pretty much, you know, you're walking alongside people and teaching them the ways of Jesus, teaching them um, how he speaks, what he does, how he lives, and then to pretty much follow that, 
That's mm-hmm. pretty much what discipleship is. And I learned discipleship through my dad. Mm-hmm. I uh, did not grow up in church. I got saved at around 12 and then um, was in an unbelieving home. Uh, but my father, who I would see on the weekends because my parents divorced, he would start discipling me. He got saved and he would take me out on Saturdays, break open the word of God, teach mm-hmm. me the word. Um, but not just teach me the word. He would share what God was doing with him. Mm. And so when I would see how God was working in his life, it impacted me to say, man, if he did that for him, how he can do that for me. And he would ask me questions like, you know, how's your heart? You know, what is the Lord teaching you? Um, um, You know, why do you think that way? Well, let's see what God says about that. You know, and he would take me to what scripture says. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of like my introduction to discipleship which is so cool because you're saying you didn't live you weren't in the same household and yet God worked in both of y'all's lives to Mm -hmm. bring you both to faith separately so that this this discipleship relationship would even exist Mm -hmm. yes Yes. that is amazing something that was very special very beautiful because I was pretty pretty boy crazy and so to have my father be the one to Mm -hmm. disciple me the Lord used that to really help me to even in that in relationships and which was mm. part of my call, even in the future, to to reach out to relationships and marriage and purity mm-hmm. and all those things. Mm-hmm. So you had him from the very beginning, like modeling that to you, like modeling and modeling yeah. the journey and modeling what it means to be pointing back to scripture mm-hmm. and all of those. Yes. So yeah. yeah, what a what a gift. I know not not all of us have that yeah. relationship, mm-hmm. um, discipleship relationship dynamic with our fathers yeah. here. You know, yeah, our earthly right. fathers, our <laughs> earthly fathers. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that is truly a gift. That yeah. is so great. Yeah. So, yeah. so, how did the Lord call you into discipleship in your home? Tell us about that. And have you ever wrestled with that calling? I know that you know um, some uh, cultural communities um, willingly embrace it, and then other mm-hmm. cultural communities do not have access to that um, choice. Even so, talk to us a little bit about it. Yeah, you know, um, I remember when I had my daughter, Jael, you know, I'm just nursing her at home. And I was predominantly working with young people, with youth. Mm-hmm. But the Lord started to lay on my heart, women, women's ministry. And I was just like, how do I do that? Like, what do you want me to do, God? You know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he put on my heart to do a Bible study with the women in my life, like family. Mm-hmm. A lot of the family who weren't even serving God. And um, I remember reaching out to uh, the pastor's wife at the church that we were at at the time. And and in the church I was in, great church, but they did not model home, mm. home discipleship. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay. you go to the pastor's office and meet with the pastor in the office mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. maybe a cafe, but not, we didn't go to nobody's house. Right. But I'm getting this vision of like doing a Bible study with women in my home. <clears throat> so. I share this with the pastor's wife and um, she said, I said, I just have such a passion to change the world. I have a passion to reach women. I have a passion, Mm -hmm. you know, and she's like, well, I just want to just give you two challenges, you know? And I was like, okay. And she said, do you think that your home is organized and clean and ready to host people? Mm -hmm. 
I literally had to like relearn or mm-hmm. learn what mm-hmm. does order look like? What does cleanliness look like? Mm-hmm. Why do I keep everything? Why am I keeping this paper from 10 years ago? And so it's literally been a journey that I've been learning, uh, reading about tidiness, reading about peace, how to create mm-hmm. peace in your home. Mm-hmm. Because Clutter is a reflection of our hearts sometimes, mm-hmm. and it's a reflection of our minds being so busy. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see it that way, but the more I got things clearer, and I'm still learning to do this, like I'm telling you, it's like yeah, yeah, process. I can relate. Um, it mm-hmm. has become more and more um, peaceful, more mm-hmm. and more. There's a place for everything. There's mm-hmm. you put things away, you know, and so it's like it's. It's not has been it has not been easy, but mm-hmm. there's something very spiritual, yeah. very spiritual about it. Yes, I'm like I'm like as soon as I'm getting this thing down, I'm gonna preach on this because mm-hmm. yeah, people keep things because they're holding on to things. They're they're not letting go of things. Mm. They're I could do a whole sermon, but I remember this man of God, the Lord used him. They didn't know me, and he said. I just see boxes in the basement that need to get out of your house. Mm, honey. Sister's reading my mouth. You don't even know me. <laughs> he said, he said, you you have you have boxes of a dream with no legs. Wow. Mm. And I had stuff from an old program when I used to do an abstinence program called Promise No Regrets, boxes of stuff in my basement. Mm. And I, I don't know why I kept it. I just, and so, you know, as I did some soul searching, it was Mm -hmm. like, it's a scarcity mentality Mm. of like, oh, well, I need You better minister to us on this podcast here. Because I need this. And Lord's like, why do you need this? Get rid of it. And when I got rid of it, you know, I I was doing Warrior Princess, which is a mother-daughter conference that Mm -hmm. I do. I got all this stuff for Warrior Princess. And the Lord said, and the Lord and my husband, he said, You see, when you made room, you made room for what the Lord is doing. Mm. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was like, Oh my goodness, like mm. we have to allow space, right? And so mm. I watched Minimalism. It's a great documentary. Yeah. Minimalist, you know, because this American culture, we just want stuff and we, yeah. Feel if there's the a accruing, corner, you just accrue, you just accrue. Mm-hmm. And that, that was a part of that scarcity uh, mm. mentality. And the Lord was really trying to break that in me mm-hmm. um, to the point somebody had given us a, a Mac. It was an old Mac, but my husband, who's not very clumsy, drops water all over my Mac. Mm. Who wins this Mac? And I broke it. And I'm like, why, God, we need this for the ministry. And I can literally sense the Lord saying, because I want to give you a new one. Mm. And I'm like, well, that is not good stewardship, Lord. Like, why would, like, what? <laughs> and literally, the Lord blessed us with a new computer wow. through, a, through somebody in our ministry. Uh-huh. And it was something God was breaking, like mm-hmm. this holding of old things when I can do new things. Like, trust mm-hmm. me, trust me. Mm-hmm. So That's a whole word. That's what I said. It's a whole, it's a whole her? sermon. But do you hear her? Okay. So some people are going to get set free today, <laughs> so, right here, right here in this little hour, in this hour. Okay. 
So, so clearly, I mean, you, you truly feel that there is a need for discipleship in the home. Do, do you believe some women, I think, have this sort of myth, right? That it's supposed to look like this Susie homemaker. And because Mm -hmm. of that, you know, um, they'll say, well, you know what? I don't really know if discipleship is for me in my home. Like, I don't know. I'm not really a homemaker. I'm not this type of person, you know? Um, so often our urban women have that idea or that image in their minds. And we often dismiss the whole thing. Like, that's not for me. Can you sort of speak to that a little bit, you know? You know, I, I, I don't think it's wrong to meet with a woman at a coffee shop. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I don't think it's wrong to meet with, you know, be like, Hey, I'm going to do groceries. Want to come with me? Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, and you're meeting in the car. I don't think it's the location necessarily, mm-hmm. but it's inviting people into your everyday life. Mm-hmm. And so whether that's the grocery store, whether that's, you know, running errands with you or coming into your apartment, you don't have to have a big house. You don't have to mm-hmm. have a perfect house. Um, it's having a cup of coffee with someone, a tea, whatever, um, you know, oh, I don't have a big house or whatever. That's fine. You got a little table in your house. You got Mm -hmm. to sit on a sofa. Mm -hmm. You know, now if you don't have a home that's comparable for hospitality, then fine, go to a cafe. But it's biblical to be hospitable. Like Mm -hmm. it is part of what we're called to do. Um, Jesus met with people in homes. Like Mm -hmm. he said in Acts, they went home to home. You know, like, uh, you know, we've made church very corporate and, but God has called us to a family. And so mm-hmm. when you start studying family, you mm-hmm. have your family over, mm-hmm. right? If mm-hmm. it's little, if it's, yeah. even if it's little, you have your yeah. family over, mm-hmm. but we don't treat one another like family, kingdom mm-hmm. family. Come on now. And so we have to re uh, reconfigure our mindset of, church as the building but no we are a kingdom family Mm -hmm. and so if you're my brother and you're my sister you can come over Mm -hmm. you see what I'm saying Mm -hmm. and so we have that took time for me I had to break that you know and my husband you know was born in Tennessee he has more of that southern kind of hospitality and Mm -hmm. oh let's have them over (laughs) hold on (laughs) I need like a week I gotta get this (laughs) together like what because be we have heard somebody the day, uh, you mm-hmm. know, and he's like, hey, why are you so rigid <laughs> in this area? But I grew up with that. In Puerto Rican culture, it's like uh, they have too much confianza. Like there's like um, they're too, uh, you know, it's like that person who's like going in your refrigerator. Like, oh, excuse me, uh, you can't just do that. Mm-hmm. Well, them even just coming over unannounced is like uh, was like uh, that mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so that stuff reading how jesus was like let's go to your home mm-hmm. that key is i want to yeah. go to your house mm-hmm. right now you know mm-hmm. yeah. like mm-hmm. jesus we want to be like jesus yeah. right mm-hmm. i'm like he just show up to the crib so right? what you're saying so, is that we even have to have jesus shaping our culture right like we all come from yes. a culture right mm-hmm. we yeah. come from black culture you come from puerto rican yes. culture but yes. when you become a christian you're actually it's having kingdom jesus culture shape that culture come on <laughs> the whole thing not to say we throw out our culture right yeah. there's i know for sure that there are things 
from your Puerto Rican culture that enhance your capacity mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. to yes. be in discipleship relationships. But there are also there are always things because applaud, right? Exactly. Right. right that right. we have to submit to him for him yes. to shape and transform and sanctify. So yeah, and I think mm-hmm. one thing that I even hear you saying, like as you are articulating all of all of this wisdom, right? Is like the outpouring of your conviction towards discipleship in God's word. It flows into hospitality that flows into um, this intentionality towards ordering your home so that you can then go to the next you know, it's sort of like this cycle that's constantly happening that you're like, oh, as this happens, you know what? I can welcome anyone into my home anytime, you know, because, you know, I have this conviction Mm -hmm. um, as being a part of a family. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I'm going to intentionally live my life with the purpose of God to say, you are welcome. Come, come and stay at my house mm-hmm. like Jesus yes. did with Zacchaeus, yeah. right? Right. You know, and so, right. um, yeah, I think that I think that that's so profound because our culture just likes to compartmentalize and box everything. And yeah. as you're saying, when we look at the scriptures, it is this continuum that is going. There's a continuum mm-hmm. that's happening and yeah. because of that continuum, you're you're being about the kingdom, about the yeah. kingdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Melody, would what would you say to women who are like, do do I need to be a stay-at-home mom to be doing this? Come like, on. that's not me. I'm mm. out here trying to make gains in my career. Like, I don't have time for this. Like, yeah. this is such a sort of like white, you know, sort of step for wife situation. What would you say to that woman? Cause she's listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, girl. Like you, like I said, go meet at a coffee shop. If, if you don't want to meet at a go meet at a coffee shop. But you need to make space uh, to be pouring into somebody. Mm-hmm. You need to make space to share Christ with somebody. And so whether that's your apartment, your condo, your big house, or your little bitty house, mm-hmm. um, meet with someone, pour mm-hmm. into somebody. Um, and you don't have to be Susie at home. I'm not Susie at home. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about it. You know, like, yeah. I'm constantly like, Lord, teach me how to cook, Lord. You know, like, there's areas that I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even that, that's a kind of a cool story. Uh, I'm better at cooking, but I want to say like three years four years, I don't remember how many years in, but I was just like, Lord, I want to get better at cooking. I know there's an old lady right now doing nothing, God. She's in her, she's just watching TV. Connect me with her. Just Father, Lord, please. So I go and I speak at this retreat and it was so sweet. There was a lot of um, seasoned older women (laughs) and this precious lady comes up to me. She's like 70 something. And she's like, can you pray for me? You know, cute Mexican lady. She's like, I want the Lord to use me. You know, I'm I'm a widow and I still want him to use me. And I'm like, amen, he can still use you. You know, she's like, I love to cook. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) What answer? Like it up. And so I was like, I want to pray for you and I want to propose something to you. Mm. I was like, would you come over and teach mm. me how to cook them mm. good meals, you know? 
And she's like, ah, yes, you know. And so for like a for all like a good year, she like would come over and cook and I would help pay her and mm-hmm. I would bless her. And mm-hmm. she would bless me, Titus too. She was like, she was a pastor's wife. She was mm-hmm. teaching me stuff. I'm asking wow. her questions. And I'm like, wow, Lord, like if I wouldn't have, you know, proposed, like, no, I can't have her in my home. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we we like make our house this like untouchable sacred mm-hmm. you know space um that we have to be really careful with that and I I I, t- I tread lightly because there's you know I we have I have a girl discipling and she's just like you know I'm gonna have this girl over and you know she got a crazy past I'm like like not trying to like unpurify my house you know I want no spirits coming in my house mm-hmm. and I'm like girl greater is he that is in you come on then he that is in the world why are you afraid of con- her contaminating your house mm-hmm. no you gonna impact her you know like mm-hmm. we have to be careful with that we're like oh I don't want my kids around mm-hmm. and this, you know and it's like you got to teach people like we we got the holy spirit yeah Mm -hmm. like pray that when they come in they get touched that they Mm -hmm. feel the peace of god that they're Mm -hmm. like yeah what's in your house you know Mm -hmm. so um -hmm. you know that's a place of surrender again like that surrender my space to you. Mm-hmm. Right. Melody, and, and it's that, crazy that you even say that because I just have to put this here. Like we just finished um, a series on Luke mm-hmm. and all throughout Luke, we see these examples of Jesus being touched by yep. those that were unclean, impure, the, the mm-hmm. outsider and the healing that they received because they touched him. Whereas the old model, right, was right, right. you would become unclean. The priest would become yeah. unclean mm-hmm. because yeah. of it. So they avoided it. But mm-hmm. what I hear you saying is the model of Jesus flips that on its head for us mm-hmm. as it did yeah. for him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That we yeah. can yeah. we can actually be the sort of cleansing presence of Jesus. Yeah. And yeah. we don't have to be afraid of sort of it coming the other way. Ladies, if you're enjoying the ministry and content of The Urban Christian Woman, would you take a minute to write a review and give us a rating on iTunes? Our goal is to get truth into the hands of urban women. You can help us by leaving even a one-sentence review and some stars. This simple act will help increase our visibility for more women to find this podcast and resources to help equip them in their everyday lives. So girl, what you waiting for? Just go ahead and do it right now. And if you haven't yet, join our community on social media. You can find us on Instagram at The Urban Christian Woman, Facebook, The Urban Christian Woman, and on our website, which is theurbanchristianwoman.com. You were just talking about as well, like, you know, you're having people in your home and your children are experiencing that with you. Speak to this of, you know, I know that you have multiple children of different ages that you are discipling or have discipled. Like, you know, you'll have to sort of tell your your daughter's ages that whole story. Yeah. Give us some framework for that of like, not only are you discipling women, but then you have these children that you're discipling in your home. What is the wisdom that you would share for discipling in amongst all of your daughters, how you're doing that, what it looks Mm -hmm. like at each different age level, you know, Um, speak to that a little bit. And then how they're seeing you model discipleship with other women outside of them. Yes. 
Um, definitely, you need the Holy Spirit. <laughs> mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit is your guide to how to disciple people. And so um, with um, Maria, my daughter, she, you know, I was her mentor. It was through a it was through a, a organization that teaches on purity through the performing arts. She was part of my program. I thought I was a great mentor because I pray for her once a week and I see her at youth group and I talk to her and give her advice. I'm such a great so mentor. I checked the boxes. I checked all the boxes. That's what she I, said, girl. Okay. I, I asked her how she's doing and I prayed for her today. Like I am such a great mentor, right? And then uh, I go on this trip with her for this ministry trip and the Lord's like, ask Maria her story. And I'm like, yeah, I know her story. She's just in foster care. And I felt like God's like, there's more to that. There's more than that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like one, like we start to think we know people like, you don't know, you don't know her. Have you asked her her story? Like, Mm -hmm. have you asked her her story? You know, so that's part of it. Like discipleship is really like learning someone. Mm -hmm. And so she uh, was uh, taken advantage of by her brother at two. She uh, was in like 16 foster homes. Mm-hmm. She has so much trauma, so much pain. Um, you know, one of her foster moms left the perm in her hair or like a relaxer in her hair, burned her side. So mm-hmm. this doesn't even grow back anymore. I was like, oh, that's why she, mm-hmm. you know, wants to wear mm-hmm. a mohawk, you know. Mm-hmm. Like she's just rebelling. She literally can't grow her hair, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and you know, she's like, and then at 18, I lived in my own apartment and, um, this lady started living with me and then she took advantage of my finances and Mm. then I ended up living with my root, my friend. And Mm. basically she's just like this 24 year old who's really like a teenager. Mm. And the Lord's like, I want you to be a mother to her. And I was like, oh, that's cute, father, but <laughs> I'm really young and that wouldn't be wise, Jesus. <laughs> when you when you tell Jesus what's yeah. wise, right? When you right. tell the source of wisdom what's right. wise, right. trying to talk back. Right. Talking right. back. Talking back to your daddy. And the Lord's like, I'm like, she does need a mother, Lord. You just need to bless her with a good mother, but it's not me. It and ain't me. Like, it, it's you. And I'm like, it's not me. <laughs> and so I can't shake it. And I say, Maria. You know, because I'm like, she she won't want this anyway. Mm-hmm. She's older, right? Mm-hmm. So I say, Maria, I don't know. I feel like God wants me to be like a spiritual mom to you. And like this little girl was like inside of her. She's like, oh, I would love that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm scared. Jesus, what did I say? Why are you doing this? So I go home. And like Esther, you know, she prepared a meal before she asked the hard thing. I prepared my husband a meal. And then I said, honey, um, I feel like God was a sibling. I am like broken in tears, you know. Mm-hmm. Be parents to Maria and like the like the blind side movie, you know, like I just feel like he wants us to like have her move in with us. Like and he's like, um, I knew we'd adopt possibly, but but an adult. I'm like, I know. I said, let's just pray for confirmation. So next day I go to work I share this with a friend of mine she's like oh my goodness you didn't hear this sermon which is so funny I still to this day cannot find the sermon mm. like I heard this sermon but I don't know where it's at but it's somewhere out there in, in Spotify or something 
And it's Lisa Bevere, and she starts off reading um, this book, uh, Are You My Mother? And it's like the chicken goes to the top, are you my mother? And she's reading it. And then she puts the book down and she says, there are girls in this generation without mothers. Will you be their mother? What? I wanted to close the laptop and just throw it all away. I was like, what is going on right now? And then I said to myself, I'm just going to be a better mentor. God, I promise. She says, a mentor reproduces herself in a woman. But a mother lays down her life for her daughter. Mm-hmm. And there are times where God calls us to lay down our life for someone and mother them to heal me. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I'm like, okay, I need one more confirmation, baby. So that was just interesting. And then Sunday, I go to church, and there's this missionary. And he's sharing his story about he reaches kids in the slums. And he would bring pizza. No, he would pick them up and go get go eat pizza. And God's like, no, take the pizza to them and eat where they live. And when he did that, they were like, you want to eat with us in our home, which is pretty much made of garbage. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. And he said something shifted in sharing the gospel with them. They were just like, you would come to us. You would eat with us here, you know. And he's like, there are times where God wants us to get people mm. out of pits, but there's also times where God wants us to get in the pit with mm. them and help them get out. Mm. And mm. so I'm like, you want me to get in the pit? Mm. And so my husband grabs my hand at the altar call. I'm at the altar call broke. And he says, Melody, we, we got to let Maria in. I said, yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she lived with us. Um, and uh, have you seen Instant Family? I, I recommend it with VidAngel because it has a lot of swearing in it. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, basically it was that. It was like honeymoon season for a month and then it was all hell broke loose mm-hmm. because there was so much pain, so much trauma. Mm-hmm. She was like, even though she was 24, she was mm-hmm. like a foster child just acting mm-hmm. crazy, just acting up so that we mm-hmm. would throw her out so that she could continue the lie of the enemy mm-hmm. that see no one loves you mm-hmm. they're just gonna throw you out and the lord i never went to foster care classes but the lord the holy spirit he was coaching me he was like she wants you to throw her out don't throw her out love her through her mess and tell her that nothing she can do will make you love her less and i'm like mm-hmm. but i want to throw her out though he's mm-hmm. like no, but you're not mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're not though <laughs> you're not though oh Oh, that was so hard. And wow. Then, uh, I would reach out to my spiritual mom in the Lord and call her. And she's from New York. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm tired. Like, I'm, what? I don't got time for this. You know, my baby's only two years old. I don't got time for somebody acting disrespectful in my mm-hmm. house. Like, what? And she's like, you got to pray for God's heart for her. Mm. I'm like, how do I get God's heart? I don't want... I don't, I, <laughs> Oh, that's what I want to do. And she's like, you need God's heart. And so I'm like, well, what do I do? She's like, ask for it. So I did. I said, Lord, I need, I need your heart. I'm in my kitchen. I need your heart, God. And I remember my daughter coming in. It's a hot summer day and just in her diaper, two years old, like mama, mama. And I pick her up and then I get this vision of Maria too. 
when she was taken into foster care. Mm. And the Lord said, she has not been loved since this age. Mm. And you think you're just going to come in here and just love on her and she's just going to be mm. open? Mm. And I was like, no. Like weeping, holding my two-year-old mm. for that two-year-old Maria mm. who has not been loved. And it shifted. Like, I, we, my husband and I met with her. We, I wrote her a poem. I don't even write poetry, but Lord gave me a poem for her. Like, I was not there for you when you were born. I was not there for you. Like, I went through all her milestones. Mm-hmm. When you first tooth, when you lost it, when you first walked, when you, when you went to prom, when you, I mean, I went through all the milestones. Mm-hmm. I said, but I'm here now. Would you let me mother you? Mm-hmm. And she just wept. Mm. And my husband, he drew like all these circles and he's like, we're getting closer to your heart and you keep pushing us away. But Maria, your healing is in letting us love you. Mm. Your healing is in letting us love you. And she's like, okay. I mean, it was. Wow. It was deep. And so, um, so that was one relationship that I learned straight up. This is not my house. Yeah. Your house. Right. Mm-hmm. I created a whole, I had an office. Her, my office became her room. Mm-hmm. And she lived with us. She dined with us. She learned how to dine with us, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was, you know, it was literally teaching her from like how to grow up from 12 to 24. She was not mm-hmm. 24. She was like 12, you know, mm-hmm. she would do stuff that I was like a 12 year old does, you know, mm-hmm. like she'd be upset and put her headphones on. And I'm like, am I not talking to you? Right mm-hmm. Like what, mm-hmm. what is going on here? And she's like, I don't want to talk. I'm like, no, we don't talk. Take the headphones off. I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And then, you know, we'd, challenge her and then be like hey come to dinner she's like but we challenge me like I'm like yeah but we family we still eat together yeah mm-hmm. yeah come, come to dinner change. you know yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so those things were things she was learning through community through healing mm-hmm. now I will say you don't do that with everybody okay? right that's like a real boot camp Type right, yeah, right, and he right. called you to that. He I mean, you, you walked us through the whole Girl, process. She did, so and it's not just like you cooked up this idea yeah. in your mind. She like, didn't cook that up. She didn't cook it. that up. She didn't cook that up. No. And I have to say this because, like, as you have been talking this whole time, I'm like, she is led by the Spirit. Your your prayer life, honey. I, I, I'm like, if don't nobody get nothing from this podcast, okay? Let me tell y'all right now. The, the the main thing is the plain thing, which is the king of yes, kings. That's right. It's Jesus. And, and you, asking the Lord for wisdom. And, and asking the Lord. It. And he answers. Yes. This is the whole and testimony the of your journey in discipleship. Come first on. Of all. Yes. First and foremost. Just okay. On a whole level. On a whole level right now. I'm like, she discipling us right here. And grow up in your prayer life. For somebody for five seconds, just 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 listen. You have to pray. Yeah, I know it, because the way that you're, okay, you're see, aware, I got the old church lady here. She does have the old church lady hand <laughs> waving in the air. Okay, and she does care about it. She's giving them praise and glory. But this is the thing, though, is that like the prayer life is where you receive the wisdom of God. Yes. And the Holy Spirit has led you 
Yeah. Every single even when you were talking about just people being in your home and yes. being receptive towards what your pastors was towards the the you praying for somebody and the Holy Spirit is speaking yes. to say she gonna teach you this yo 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 answer prayer yes. you know your prayer life yes. and hearing the voice of God are yes. essential. And so, you know, I I hear that from you of attuning our ears to hear the voice of God is essential Essential. if we're going to disciple Mm -hmm. daughters, Mm -hmm. daughters. If we're going to disciple our daughters, other Mm -hmm. women in our home, Mm -hmm. we have to be so attuned to hearing the voice of God Mm -hmm. and seeking space. Mm -hmm. Speak a little bit to what it looks like to disciple your younger daughter, Mm -hmm. just a little bit. So uh, my younger daughter, uh, she's really sweet. She she's not very emotional. She's kind of reserved. Um, she's she's not this little girl that was like, I love Jesus. So we'd be like, you know, we pouring into her. She's like not responding. You know, like she, you could tell she loves God. You could tell she's open to God. You could tell, but it's more very slow. And that was hard for my husband and I. And we were like, you know what? We are not in control. Mm-hmm. You know, my husband got saved in college. I got saved at 12. I said, we just need to let her mm-hmm. experience the Lord when it's his timing, mm-hmm. you know? And so what we've been doing more with her is just um, setting her up to have a relationship with the Lord on her own. Mm-hmm. And so we're very much like, before you go and do your thing and play Legos and did you spend time with God? Right. And so what is time with God for her is, um, you know, well, give her a journal and we'll say, write a verse, you know, say a two, two lines prayer to God. Um, we have, yeah. And then the other thing my husband was saying, we also have been taking her through the word because she's like, she's not fluffy. Like she, mm-hmm. I try to buy her little. She ain't you gonna know, be fluffy in your house. So guess I'm like, what? What fluff? I'm like, do I'm we like, see in the family house? <laughs> not a drop of water. Okay, and she got the spirit of God. Up. Mother daughter book for you, and she like, okay, mom. Like she don't really like Wait it. Wait five seconds. Mm-hmm. Wait five seconds because mm-hmm. somebody needs to hear this word to set mm-hmm. them free. Mm-hmm. Because you know we are in the evangelical industrial complex where book on book on book on book on yeah, stacks on yeah. stacks on stacks yeah. on stacks keep Can you coming. give me a book? Uh-huh. Uh, just read your Bible with your children. Come on now. Say that five more times. I mean, it is a whole <laughs> word. Read your Bible with your yes. children. So my husband is going through the book of John with her mm. and I'm going through Proverbs with her. Mm. And it's so funny because we were in Proverbs 5 and 6 and all about adultery and the adulterous woman. And, mm-hmm. and she's like, I don't like this chapter, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> but oh you know God. what? I keep it 100 with her. Yeah. I was like, look. Wait wait a minute. Here. You're trying to tell me. Wait, wait. Back it up. Back it up. See, Melody, you, you keep coming with stuff with your words. So you mean to tell me. That you're not shielding your daughter from what is in scripture, you're not, not fluffifying and, it, and choosing, you're not picking and choosing which parts you just, <laughs> you know, I talk no, about that because some yeah. of us as women we want to keep our children shielded, yeah. Talk, talk, no. 
yeah so oh god it's so much but let me just tell you a conversation we had two I want to say it was last year or the year before she's like all right because we have dinner together right and she's like all right that's it what's sex (laughs) we're just like <laughs> she got you off guard, but not God. Okay, okay. <laughs> We're eating dinner, like, oh my God, it happened. It's here. Mm-hmm. She's, she's, I don't think she was nine or was she nine, honey? She was nine or eight. I don't know. Last year, yeah, nine. And she's like, you know, okay, so we have a, our, my husband and I, we saved sex for marriage and we saved our first kiss for marriage and we ended up in the newspaper. So that's a whole nother story. Mm-hmm. And so we have our story up and mm-hmm. it says they saved sex for marriage. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then we have all these books in our house, like sex and God or whatever. Right. So and so like, yeah. I see this word all over the house and my friends come over and they get all giggly and I don't know why they're giggling. <laughs> so that's it i need to know what this is <laughs> and i was like <clears throat> okay well because we had already talked about the reproduction we had already talked about body parts we've already talked about uh women have a uh, egg and the men have a seed okay that was like a different conversation another time and mm-hmm. babies and Babies come from the vagina, all that. It was fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But now it's this, right? And so I was like, well, sex is something a husband and wife do to show that they love each other. And people who are not married can do this too, but it's not the way God designed it. And they show that love with kissing and touching and they're naked. Yeah. <laughs> she I said naked. She's like, okay, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. good. I got you. Got, you good. We're going to wrap it up right there. <laughs> she said, I'm, I'm done. done. I'm, I'm done. done. <laughs> okay, that's enough. And I learned this from, a, from another parent. They said, mm-hmm. only give your kids what they're asking. Mm-hmm. Don't be like, okay, we let's break it down. Then this happened. Because they, they're just not ready for that right now. Just yeah. give them what they're asking. What are you asking? Mm. She just want to know what sex was. And that's all we're going to give you right now. Because there's going to come a time where we're going to talk about the mechanics, right? Mm. But right now, this is all she needs. And then mm. from that conversation, she said, "And okay, okay. I need to know all the swear words. Because <laughs> I was at school. And this bad word was on the wall. And I said it. And I didn't know that it was a bad word, mom. You and daddy have not taught me. I mean, she's like in tears that we have not taught her these swear words. How can you not teach me these swear words so that I don't know, so I don't know just not to say them? Mm. Yeah. So we did. We Mm -hmm. said, okay, there is the fifth word. (laughs) F-U-C-K, sound like duck, but it has an F. And she's like, Okay, what's the context of why oh, someone would say that word? Wow. Wow. This wow. is well, like, real life discipleship. So this is real life discipleship, though. And I think that we, yeah, and I think that oftentimes what we think in real life discipleship, right, especially with our children and in our home, that mm-hmm. everything has to be spiritual. 
like in that context and like, no, discipleship. Like everything has to be like a Bible study. A Bible study, <laughs> a Bible oh. truth. A bi- you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, no, I'm trying to equip you mm-hmm. to live in this world, mm-hmm. but not of it. So if I, I need to it. teach you how to live in this world, mm-hmm. let yeah. me teach you. Here it is, yeah. you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so that's in its yeah. most simple and practical form. Would you, M- Melody, I, I sort of like cringe at wanting to ask you this question, but are there resources that you feel are helpful in equipping in discipleship in your home? Or are you just like, listen, ladies, use the word of God. <laughs> if it if you're saying use the word of God, where would you point a, a mother to be with a younger daughter? Where would you point a mother with an older daughter? Yeah, well, I do have books. Um, I was like, it was good that you asked me this because I was like, what are the books that help me? There was this Bible study called The Gathering Place, uh, Creating a Culture of Titus to Discipleship. Mm-hmm. And this is a big old, big old Bible study that I did that it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's through a Harvest Bible Chapel publication. So it's called The Gathering Place, Creating a Culture of Titus to Discipleship. So this is a good one. Um, this other book, Nurture by Lisa Bevere, is really, really good. She talks about... Um, you know, if you don't deal with your fear as a mother, you will pass on your fear to your children. Mm. Whatever you don't deal with, you will pass on to your children. So she's really big on like, get your junk in order, not in mm-hmm. order, get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so that we don't pa- pass on generationally things to our children. Mm. And then another great book is called A Meal with Jesus um, by Tim Chester. And it's all about all the times Jesus ate with people mm-hmm. and how he ministered to them over a meal. And you'd be so surprised. Like, what? Well, yeah, that was over a meal. Mm. Oh my goodness, that was in a home. That was a meal. Mm. Oh my goodness, he fed the 5,000. That was a meal. I mean, it's just like over meals, mm. Jesus reached people. Mm. So those are uh, the great books that will. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you, if you were, where would you start? with a younger daughter in discipleship? If there's a book of the Bible mm-hmm. that you would, you would recommend to start with, what would it be? I, I again, I say pray, be, be led by the Spirit. You might there start with Esther. Mm. You might start with the women of the Bible. You mm-hmm. might start with John. Um, Bible Bells is really good. Um, they have, these are friends of mine. They are awesome. We do this at Warrior Princess. But they have like Deborah, mm-hmm. and it's very like Disney princessy mm-hmm. looking, you know, um, Ruth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's all the women, Abigail, mm-hmm. uh, Esther. So this would be a way to like break down um, women of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And That's they have a new mm-hmm. book called um, Ringleaders. So it's like, uh, Mary, Martha, you know, so it's like a, it's like a story. This little girl Rooney is like meeting these different characters back in the day. Mm. Oh yeah. We're going to have to link all these. Yeah, so yeah. 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 We'll link, we'll link them. We'll link them all for our listeners for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. They're uh, Bible bells. It's uh truth for her. They're great. Mm-hmm. And then um, Superbook. Superbook is wonderful. You can um, pay like, I mean, if you want to pay, you can find it on YouTube too for some free ones, but we do pay 
uh, I think it's like 25 a month and they get a DVD sent to their house and two DVDs to give to friends. So it's teaching mm. them to outreach, which um, she hates us right now. <laughs> my dad, my husband was like, I want you to give this DVD to someone. And she's like, no, you know, <laughs> and we're teaching her right now to right. share her faith with people. Like, yes. she's like, I don't want to think you can think I'm a loser, you know? And he's like, well, you're a loser for Jesus. You know, like, we're just trying to teach her like, mm-hmm. to like, Hey, yeah. God, you gotta, you gotta get. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Super book is wonderful. And then uh, voice of the martyrs mm-hmm. has, um, because we're so we had this discussion uh my daughter's like she goes to a christian school mm-hmm. but not everybody's a christian mm-hmm. so she's like you know dad not everybody's a christian you know what i'm saying so if i get this super book like they're not gonna really like mm. feel me mm-hmm. and so we were talking about that you know mm-hmm. like not everybody's where you're at in your faith mm-hmm. but you still want to challenge them you still mm-hmm. want to reach them so mm-hmm. we're giving her that teaching you know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, equipping through evangelism mm-hmm. right sort of discipleship yes. through evangelism what does it mean to be a disciple and and suffering for Christ in yes. her world. In her know? world. And not yeah. so cool. Yeah. They might make fun of you, you know. Mm. Um, and then uh, Superbook, um, The Voice of the Martyrs has a great series on people who've died for Christ, people who, mm-hmm. you know, we've watched those with her. Um, and then uh, Keys for Kids has a great website where you can, like, listen to a devotion mm. and then listen to like audio stories. Mm. She loves those. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Melody, we could have this conversation all day. Like <laughs> we, could. I, we could. I feel like you just cracked open just a tiny bit of what the Lord has given yes. you and shared it with us. And so I wish I could just get all the rest. Yes. Sure. We'll have to have you back again. We'll have to I have you back. That. Yes, will. So we um, we would love if you prayed for us and for our listeners um, as we close out. Would you do that for us? Okay. Yes. Father, thank you so much uh, for this time. Thank you for the woman that is listening right now, whether she's listening in her car, in her kitchen, in her room, on the streets or in her home. God, you see her. You love her. You want to use her. Despite her past, despite what she's been through, you have a plan for her. And so, God, I just pray that we as women would step into everything you want us to step into, that we would remember that where we are right now is where you want to use us and that we don't have to create (laughs) ministry. You invite us. And so that we that we would just open our eyes and say, where are you inviting me? Who do you want me to love on? Who do you want me to serve? Who do you want me to give? Who do you want me to teach? And that we will be faithful where we're at. And um, give us your grace, Lord. May we hear you clearly. May we be open to your spirit. And may we follow your spirit. And forgive us, Lord, when we question your voice. May we just follow you Mm. and honor you in what you're saying to do. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have a blessed, yes. Have a blessed day, ladies. 
Thanks so much for joining in and listening to the conversation with Melody, Leah, and I on Discipleship in the Home. You can connect with Melody uh, directly through her website, cdandmelody.com, or you can find her at her handle, Melody Fabian, or on YouTube at CD and Melody Fabian. Join us next week as we talk about discipleship in the urban context with Dr. Sarita Lyons.